0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za Christian perspective on the news does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on-air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the individual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian Perspective on the News. We know you're excitedly waiting because you want to hear what Dr. Peter Hammond has to say on Christian Perspective on the News. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action and the William Carey Bible Institute. Well, wait no longer. Here he is. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Good morning, Brad. And incredibly, after two years of this state of disaster, this last week, the state of disaster in South Africa, was allowed to erupt at last after mm. countless uh, final extensions, uh, after the promise of just three weeks, just three weeks. And there we were more than two years, and everything was based upon faulty premises, uh, false news, fake information, um, faulty predictions, panic-mongering of the highest order. Mm. We remember that two years ago, we were told hundreds of millions were going to die from this virus, tens of millions in South Africa. This was the worst since the world, since the bubonic plague, on and on, and so on. And, of course, everything that was mandated failed to work. Uh, Nothing worked. The lockdowns didn't prevent the spread of COVID. The masks didn't prevent the spread of COVID. They didn't even seem to slow it. In fact, evidence now comes along that the masks were probably counterproductive and just that every other country is abandoning it. I mean, Botswana... Um, Namibia, Britain, uh, all over the place, you see them abandoning uh, mask mandates and the vaccine passports and all the rest of it. But no, here in South Africa, we've got the bizarre situation where the state of disaster has finally ended by the 5th of April, Uh, big sound relief, but we've got this bizarre situation where the government is trying to make the lockdown regulations persist indefinitely. Uh, by all kinds of strange new uh, amendments such as the Health Amendments Act, which we must comment on very quickly. We've only got until the 15th of April to comment on this proposed Health Amendment Act, which would make the state of disaster restrictions persist indefinitely. And uh, mm-hmm. Freedom of Religion in has uh, complained that this is completely ultra-virus, and... Uh, We've got uh, excellent uh, commentaries by them on the fact that ultra-virus means outside of the powers. It's a legal term in Latin, meaning beyond the powers of. It's a state of disaster that does not exist, which, by the way, was arguably, by many legal opinions, illegal in the first place. Because no state of disaster or state of emergency or martial law can persist for longer than three weeks without... Parliament approving it, Um, and Parliament did not get to really have any oversight over this uh, at all for uh, effectively two years, and so right now we've got an extremely dangerous situation where technically the state of disaster is being ended while maintaining illogically restrictive COVID-19 regulations, and the government's invited the public to comment on the new development, Mm. Uh, but what what we're seeing now is an attempt to continue wielding extraordinary state-of-disaster powers, granted by the disaster that even after the state of disaster has officially ended. And uh, all regulations uh, that attempt to uh, act like there's a state of disaster when there isn't uh, is ultra-virus. They have no such powers. And so this situation where the government is accruing to themselves a power to... Uh, permanently control access and oversight of churches in South Africa. Now, this is a grave, unprecedented threat to religious freedom, and freedom of religion South uh, sounded the alarm about this and called on all concerned people to speak up and to contact elected representatives and to contact the government to make clear we don't believe it is right to suspend our Bill of Rights for two years and more, uh, rights such as freedom of movement, freedom of association freedom of opinion, freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion, Mm. freedom of worship. These are non-negotiable parts of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And so it's outrageous uh, that we've got a situation where they are wanting to be able to uh, put heavy fines on churches for gathering without a whole range of extremely illogical, fear-driven and unbalanced requirements. So, we are seeing a situation where you can attend um, all kinds of political rallies without problems, but when it comes to the Christian gatherings, uh, we have seen all sorts of bizarre requirements, such as we've seen police raids, we've seen helicopters used, we've uh, had police using violence in order mm. to uh, actually break up a Christian uh, get-togethers. These, these things are just not acceptable. Uh, and you don't see this being applied to any other parts of the um, uh, society. So mm-hmm. from the onset, religious workers, religious organizations are not included in the category of essential workers. And despite numerous representations to the president and the COGTA minister and legal action in the High Court, it's still the situation. Mm-hmm. Religious gatherings are branded as super spread events without any scientific proof or without any evidence. And religious gatherings have been in continuity subjected to more burdensome regulations, whether sanitation, record keeping, health, hygiene protocols than any other sector of society. Religious gatherings were shut down while casinos, fitness clubs and abortion clinics let continue to operate. And for helicopters, rubber bullets, batons to be used to break up primaries while political rallies and other events it continues to not need police interference even beyond the limits that's replaced. Mm. And with the appearance of the Omicron variant of COVID-19, the government can no longer argument that they require these extensive executive powers to save lives. In fact, the, the evidence is that none of these moves changed anything. None of them actually helped the situation rather they did hinder. It did destroy many people's businesses. It never flattened the curve, but it did flatten businesses and the economy and the RAND and many people's businesses and clubs and societies being smashed. And uh, many older people in the retirement centers been affected prisoners, not allowed visitors. And the same with uh, pr- prisoners uh, in the nation's prisons denied normal prison visits. Mm. Many people in hospital lost their loved ones without even being able to visit their loved ones in hospital because of all these protocols. And it's cruel and callous what has happened. The government is now seeking to expand its rule. And uh, it keeps expanding its powers and keeps, uh, in terms of regulations made under National Health Act, under the pretext of continuing to manage the COVID-19 pandemic, which does not work. None of the government initiatives that have been modeled on Red China's communist one-party state model, not a democratic model, of lockdowns and mask mandates and the vaccination passports and all the rest, These things are not part and should not be part of any free society with a Bill of Rights. Uh, These are only appropriate for dictatorships like Red China. And so uh, to have a situation where the Minister of Health has a sole discretion to list any disease as a notifiable or medical condition without consultation with the public and or parliament and without any requirement to even give reasons for such a listing, and in drastically limiting our constitutional rights, the draft regulations consider the risk of transmission, not the actual severity of the disease, and so something as inconsequently as the common cold could be listed as a NMC, a Notifiable Medical Commission. The draft regulations impose the same degree of limitation of human rights irrespective of the severity of the disease. In this case, a disease which had a 99.7% survival rate, and uh, it was safer to get the disease and recover from it, as everyone I know and everyone in my family and mission have had. I've had all of the COVID things and, and mm-hmm. recovered from them and now have natural immunity. But no, they carry on, but you must still get the, the vaccination, which is insane. That is against all medical practice here to four. Never before have people recovered from a disease been required to get a vaccine for that. Natural immunity is vastly better than anything any kind of vaccination would give especially vaccination, which comes from companies which have indemnity from liability uh, from prosecution. That's just how can they not want to take responsibility for their own products. So what we've got here is no defined criteria, no defined process for disease to be declared endemic or pandemic. And regulations imposing mandatory medical examination, mandatory hospitalisation, mandatory quarantine, mandatory isolation, mandatory treatment, From merely being exposed to somebody with an MC or being simply suspected of having contracted a notifiable medical condition. And treatment is undefined and could include mandatory vaccinations or compulsory quarantine. You must show proof of vaccination if you want to attend any gathering of over 1,000 people indoors or 2,000 outdoors. This is gross, unjustifiable violation of the right to religious freedom guaranteed in sections fifteen section thirty one of the constitution. And failure to comply with these provisions would be a criminal offence with an unspecified fine and or ten years in jail. <laughs> it's vital mm-hmm. that listeners, citizens make the voices known, heard, write, speak up, contact elected representatives, complain to a Parliament, uh, to government about this outrageous attempt to put dictatorial powers under a National Health Act, which particularly seems to target religious gatherings and religious organizations and voluntary societies more than any other. And so it's, it's absolutely vital that we support groups like Freedom of Religion, SA4SA, and that we alert our friends and neighbors in context uh, to this threat mm. of continuing the disastrous state of disaster regulations long after the state of disaster is ended, and permanently infringing on religious freedoms in this country. Uh, nothing justifies this. We need to follow the science, follow the evidence, follow what even other countries are doing around the world. It's time to recognize it's over. It's ended. And this was the biggest waste of time, waste of money and encroachment on our freedoms in our lifetime, and we should not tolerate it. And so this whole national state of disaster being we configuring the National Health Act is something that we need to be very concerned about and speak up against. As the voice of Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Thanks so much for your thoughts. Dr. Hammond, have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Brad. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Please visit KPulpit.co.za.